they're experiencing the story of Jesus in a way that you you don't just get when you go to Sunday school and see the felt people stuck on the board, you know? <laughs> it's, it's, uh, uh, that's just another example of how theater is leaving an impression on them that they're going to carry with them forever. Welcome to Truth, Love, Parents, where we use God's Word to become intentional, premeditated parents. Here's your host, A.M. Brewster. Thank you for joining us today. If you are new to Truth Love Parent, we are a community of dads and moms just doing our best to understand how God called and created us to parent our kids. We are definitely not perfect. Not a single one of us are, but He is. And we're excited to dig into His Word twice a week to better understand how His truth can revolutionize our families. Now, if this is your first time with us, I want to welcome you, and I want to suggest that you listen to our last episode. This is like a part two to that discussion where we started last time talking about an organization called Sight and Sound, what it is, who they are, and how they can be a massive blessing to your family. Last time, Katie Miller joined me, and today she's back and being accompanied by Brandon Talley. Brandon has been performing at Sight and Sound for 14 years and most recently portrayed Christ in their production of Jesus, which I had the supreme honor of seeing last September. So I want to welcome back Katie. I want to welcome Brandon. And before you introduce yourself, Brandon, I just want to say thank you for the blessing that you were to our family. Uh, Me, my wife, and my two kids and my in-laws, we went to see Jesus last September, and it was such a huge, massive, impactful experience. And we're just praising God for how he used you through that. So thank you. Why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, Well, thank you. Thanks for having me on here. Um, So I've worked at Sight & Sound for a little over 15 years now, actually. Oh, wow. And um, it's been an incredible experience. I met my wife here uh, many years ago. Really? We have two children. Yeah, yeah. Um, two children, uh, nine-year-old Cora, seven-year-old Vivian, who uh, have actually been on the stage in my wife's belly. <laughs> oh, wow. They got <laughs> so, started early. <laughs> yeah, it did. It started early. So, uh, <laughs> so we have some really cool stories to tell, and um, it's been great. They actually, I'm going to cut in here. They were able to play Mary and Joseph in Miracle of Christmas while his wife Leslie was pregnant with their first and second? First and, and second. second. Yeah, yeah wow. they, they both were in there. So it's those will be some cool stories to tell them years down the road. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I have some interesting theater, like doing some stuff with my wife. I had the supreme privilege, and Brandon, you know what I'm about to say here. I the supreme privilege of being able to portray our Lord on stage. I actually... Uh, played him for seven years, and over those seven years, I played him in three different productions. Wow. But in one of those productions, I had multiple opportunities to play opposite my wife. Well, (laughs) as sweet and cute as yours were, in one, I'm playing Jesus, and she's playing the adulterous woman. (laughs) In, In another one, I'm playing Jesus, and she's playing Mary Magdalene. Which, if if you go the whole Da Vinci Code thing, gets really weird. But <laughs> I, I like the way you and your wife did it. That's good. It was a really unique experience. Um, just to play Mary and Joseph and know that our real child is in the womb, you know. Now, granted, I mean, theology, Joseph isn't involved in that, but, <laughs> true, <laughs> but it, yes, it did true. make it really special, so... That is so great. That is so cool. Now, you, you said you met at Sight and Sound. Is this like you met on stage? You met behind the scenes? You met at a performance? We met on stage. We actually, she was she was hired for Behold the Lamb, which was a show many years ago. And our first day of rehearsal, she likes to tell this story. Um, we were in 
a read-through of the script, and she saw me. She had not met or spoken to me, and she just had this feeling like, that's the guy I'm going to marry. And really? it was a few months later uh-huh. before I actually came <laughs> to know that myself. It took Brandon a little while to catch up. <laughs> <laughs> he got, he got the had, memo. I had blinders on. I was focused on Jesus at the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, good. That's a good thing to be focused on. But I, yeah, the, the rest is history. We continued doing shows for many years. That is so cool. Awesome. Thank you for introducing us to your family. Katie, why don't you go ahead and reintroduce uh, everyone to you? Sure. So I am married to my high school sweetheart. We started dating um, the year I turned 16. He proposed a week after we graduated. And we now have three kids. My oldest is 14. I have an 11-year-old and a 6-year-old. My youngest is in first grade this year. And it's a new season as they're all in school full-time. And it just... um, Excited to see what this new season brings. That's cool. I like that we're all we're all parents of kids in the same age range too. My kids are uh, twelve and ten, so uh, that's really awesome. So, okay, we're we're talking about theater. We're talking about sight and sound, and we're talking about uh, different experiences that we've had on stage. And we have to be fair. We have to be honest with our listeners. There are some people listening to us who just don't get us. Okay, <laughs> we we are the theater kids. We're we're maybe we're the kids that they made fun of in high school. You know. Um, and really I I want us to kind of just take a moment here to talk about why this, this is so important. This genre, this venue is such a a powerful thing when it comes to how God created us and how he communicates his word, why it's valuable, and then be able to talk about how it can have an influence on our families. Even if the moms and dads listening here, perhaps they weren't theater kids or the idea of getting up in front of a large group of people and speaking just absolutely freaks them out. And I guess I'd like to kind of start off by saying I was making an observation this morning uh, that we were talking, we were talking about a, a TV show, a secular TV show. And I just made the observation that it's so easy for humans to just fall in love with stories the, the idea of storytelling. and But that's how God created us. He created us. He, the, the Bible is written not as a, a textbook, but as these historical accounts. And even Jesus himself, as he would preach and he would try to communicate truth, he would do so so often through stories. So let's, let's talk about this. Why is, it, why is acting, why is theater so important to all of us? Children are... They're expressive little creatures, and yes, I are. think that through <laughs> through theater, that gives them a way to use their energy, to use their thoughts, to use their creativity, and you know, depending on the show they're involved in, depending on um, what they're trying to express, like theater gives them just an open door to let all of that out. God is a creative God, Mm -hmm. and everything we see in Scripture is Him using this creativity to connect to His people. Um, I like to think here at Sight and Sound, you know, we are are like living, moving pictures from the Bible, you know? So it gives gives the kids an opportunity to be a part of that Mm -hmm. and to experience, I mean... Yeah, you know your kids are involved, in right? It, so. And I think like just the opportunity to have their imaginations sparked by the Bible um, is something that's so unique. Um, not just from what we do; it's yes, unique to what we do, but um, just even in society, seeing the arts 
um, and the performing arts continue to grow within the faith-based world, um, I think as we all continue to recognize, as Brandon was referencing, like kids are full of life and creativity and imagination. And I think sometimes, at least for me growing up, um, I even though I grew up in a theater, I don't think I always recognized that my imagination, my creativity was a gift from God and that mm. there are ways that we can use those things um, to not only bring him glory, but also to be a blessing to those around us and to those that we um, come in contact with. And I think theater, uh, whether you're in the audience or on the stage, provides an opportunity to do that. We become mirrors of each other. We become um, connected to the story that's on the stage. And for us, the fact that those stories are scripture makes it even more special. Yeah, I had an experience doing, uh, it was a production called God's Masterpiece. And I'd done it for a couple of years and I, I was struck with a number of ideas. I mean, A, there's the fact that God, we're, we're speaking truth to the individuals who are listening, uh, but also truth is being spoken to us, grappling with who Jesus is. Why did he say what he said? How did he say it? I mean, that's, that is the impossible role. Brandon, I, I feel your pain because, you know, <laughs> I, I could potentially get George Washington right. He was a man. He had male human, human <laughs> right. motivations, Right. But right. I'm not going to get Jesus right. Not 100%. There's no way. And that's hard. And having to grapple with that and having to look at the scriptures and understand all that. So that's that's a really powerful element of that. Um, but there's also the side of it where, the like you're saying, that it's becoming real. As you're there on stage, uh, it's becoming real to you. You're, you're immersed in it. But then one thing that was said to me, and it was sad that it was said to me, but one year, uh, somebody who had been and this was, we performed this during Easter, um, one year that a gentleman said to me that he wasn't going to be in it this year. And I asked him why not. And he said, well, it just feels like the past few Easter's, our family hasn't been able to really worship on Easter Sunday. And we want to be, hmm. we want to be out in the audience and able to worship. And I didn't say anything, but I thought to myself, really? Cause man, I feel like what we're doing is part of it. It is worship. It is. We're taking Absolutely. God's truth and we are actively involved in sharing it like salt and light. And that to me, I think was almost an even more enjoyable experience of worshiping on Easter Sunday than sitting out in the congregation. I I absolutely identify with that. Um, you know, we've been telling the story of Jesus for a year and a half now. And Every single performance, uh, I mean, really what sets this apart from traditional theater, you know, is we really do believe what we're presenting, mm -hmm. you know, and people often ask me, like, why, how do you, how do you portray Jesus? How do you, um, how do you find that within yourself? And I think actually, it's not nearly as difficult as people initially think, because we have faith in these words that we're saying. We have faith in what we're presenting out there, and it is real to us. Like mm -hmm. in in a sense, you don't have to pretend nope. because these are these are real convictions. And you, I mean, you even said you've you've played the role before. When you're saying these things, you're not only ministering to the audience; you're ministering to yourself as yes. well. Mm -hmm. um, I'm convicted daily, <laughs> and there's there's you know depending on depending on what I'm going through in my own life a different scene from the show may affect me differently each day, you know? So it's not just the same thing. Um, and I think children are, it's the same for kids, you know? They're out there, they're experiencing, you know, in our case, these these Bible stories. And, um, and they're being taught, of course, at home, you know, that these 
these are real. Mm-hmm. These are true, mm-hmm. you know? So mm-hmm. they get to experience it, and then they get to leave the theater and go out and carry it into the real world. I think one thing about theater that is great for kids is that it gives them confidence. It gives them a voice. And the more that they... Um, learn to use that voice on stage, I think it actually better equips them to then go out into the real world and have the confidence to share truth, mm-hmm. you know, yes. in, in their everyday interactions. Definitely. So I, I, I think, yeah, theater, theater is, is a wonderful environment for kids, you know, in the proper place and time. I taught, um, I taught speech for a number of years in a Christian high school, and I would frequently, in our acting class, I would tell our, our, our students, listen, my goal is not to help you become actors. Um, now, what you guys do at Sight and Sound, that is a worthy, worthy calling. I said, but, you know, if your plan is to go out to, you know, to Hollywood and whatnot, I, I'm, I'm not really trying to push anyone in that direction. I teach acting because acting, like you said, it helps you to do a couple things. One, it gives you the ability to learn to communicate, um, to, to, you know, you, you see how this shy little wallflower come out of herself and to be able to yeah. speak with confidence is so encouraging. But there's another element of acting. You, know, you can learn public speaking, and, and that's fantastic. I think mm-hmm. everyone should. But then you have the acting is the ability to put yourself into another person's shoes. That's empathy. Absolutely. That's to be able to look at Absolutely. somebody, to bear their burden, to, to, to feel their pain, to see from where they're coming because you've taken that time to study acting, which is just that. It's, it's getting into another person's skin. And that is, I think, a skill that's sorely lacking. Uh, definitely in America. All we know is us and ourselves. We're so myopic. We're so self-centered that to truly see someone else in their pain or in their experience and to really understand it is something that we're losing that I think acting can help teach our kids. I 100% agree. Like the opportunity that kids have, that actors have, that adults have, all of us have to choose um, to put ourselves in someone else's shoes and learn empathy from that standpoint And then on the flip side, um, one of the things that I think um, we love the opportunity to do is to take these characters of the Bible, these people of the Bible, and take them off their pedestal a little bit and make them human. Because they were human, but I think we forget that sometimes. You know, we forget that Moses um, didn't really want to go free the people from, Mm -hmm. uh, from slavery. We forget that Jonah ran away from God. Like, these were all people that messed up. And God redeemed their lives. So the opportunity that kids have to be able to say, oh my goodness, if Moses could do it, I can do it too. Mm-hmm. If Jonah could do it, I could do it too. Because they were people. And you know, I don't always think that we in society even do the people in the Bible justice when we write the stories in the, in the kids' books and all those types of things because we make them so polished all the time when that's not how they were, you know? And so, um, in addition to learning empathy on the side of being able to reach out to others, there's also this piece of going, Oh my word, I can do this too. Like it's an inspirational side that can call them up higher as they continue to learn and play the characters and do all of the different things that they do. Definitely. And I loved, uh, I loved the writing in Jesus. I loved how real the disciples were. There's that one line, I can't get it right, you probably know it, um, but that, that one line where they're joking about all the Marys, you know oh, what yeah. I'm talking about? <laughs> right, you know, right. And it was just so human. The writing was so fantastic, and and that really helped. Like you said, take them off a pedestal, help them to see that they're real so that we can attach to that and say, you know what? If Peter did it, and by the way, the whole the whole uh, Peter walking on water thing was great. That was amazing. 
Um, and I, and I, t- I told Katie in the last episode, uh, my, that the one image Brandon that's burned into my mind for my sight and sound experiences is the uh, cleansing of the temple and the, the slow yes. motion thing. I, I didn't <laughs> right. give it away. I didn't tell anyone, but man, oh man, that was so well done. But it's just, it's beautiful because it's real. It's tangible. It's gritty. It's, it's textured and it's, it's not, it's not two dimensional. It's very much three dimensional and to be able to have that experience is so awesome. That's awesome to hear. Yeah. I mean, our, our goal was to make Jesus, um, or to present him as human as possible because he was also fully human. And it's so easy for us to forget that in our day and age. Um, Mm -hmm. for me, just coming in contact with every person on the stage, every scenario is, is a beautiful reminder of that. Like, uh, I often have to remind myself, like you mentioned, the clearing of the temple. I mean, Jesus is angry. He's flipping tables. He's letting all the animals go. He's just wild. But uh, I have to remind myself that this isn't just this incensed anger that he's like unleashing there. Like behind everything that he does is a love for all mm-hmm. the people. So it, it has to be seasoned with that. Um, you know, and uh, back to kids, like we're, the kids are out there with us, like they're on stage, they're experiencing that. And um, the Sermon on the Mount, like the Jesus gets oh, to so beautiful. beautiful, beautiful moments with the kids up there where he's like telling the story of the prodigal son and the kids are all just like, I, I love it every single day. Like they're all sitting there looking up at me and just taking it in. And again, they're experiencing the story of Jesus in a way that you you don't just get when you go to Sunday school and see the felt people stuck on the board, you know? Like, <laughs> that's it's, true. It's, uh, I, that's just another example of how theater is is leaving an impression on them that they're going to carry with them forever. You said something about uh, Jesus and his love, and that reminded me when, when I was portraying him that we kind of had a, a little bit of an inside joke going that we really wanted to see how, how can we portray, really visually portray his love for people. And so one of the things that we were doing is that I was constantly trying to be physical, try to, to, you know, he was always touching people to heal them and whatnot. But I also believe that, you know, we don't know exactly how the ancient culture would have interacted, but contemporizing a little bit, there, there was, there was physical contact between him and the disciples. There were hugs, right. there were, you know, a strong arm in here and there. And so we always had this joke is, okay, is there anyone on stage I haven't touched yet? Anybody here <laughs> I haven't touched? Okay. I need to get you and you. Okay. Don't, I'll be over there in a minute, you know? Because it's a, it was just it was just a fun thing that we did, but it was it was communicating that fact that everything right. he did was motivated for his father's will, and God is love, and it's so beautiful, so absolutely beautiful, and I love the fact that theater it, it helps us to see that in a way that when you're reading black words on a white page, unless you got an imag- awesome imagination going, you're gonna miss those little things. Right. And I had someone say to me, and it was again, it was kind of sad, but he says. You know, I, I really like the way you portray Jesus. I always pictured him being more stoic. You know, I think yes. he was kind of thinking like this Obi-Wan, Gandalf type of a right, guy. Right. But I smiled, and I tried to smile as much as possible because Jesus was perfect joy. He was perfect contentment. Even in the difficulties, you know, he still was joyful. So, yeah, such a beautiful thing when it's, when it's done well. Yeah. Now, I can imagine we have some listeners who have been in theater perhaps, or they've heard things about theater. Um, they're thinking, okay, this, this could be good. I could get my kid involved in this, help them come out of their shell a little bit, give them some confidence, help them to learn to, uh, to empathize with people. And yet they've, they've heard things about theater, maybe potential struggles associated with uh, being involved in theater, different influences and whatnot. 
we want to speak to that too. We don't want to just give the picture that, yeah, sign your kid up for some community theater and this is going to be a 100% positive thing for them. What, what would be some guidelines and some things to keep in mind if someone walks away from this thinking that perhaps uh, this would be a valuable experience for their child? Um, I think, Aaron, it's almost, it's like anything else. Um, I don't think there's anywhere in the world that we can just put our kids and think that that's going to be the thing that helps them, that fixes things, that everything's a perfect opportunity because it's not. So mm-hmm. um, my advice back to, you know, people who want to see their kids, uh, you know, on, on the stage, they have the theater bug. They want to see them grow in confidence in that area is to be involved themselves. Yes. You know, it's, yeah. um, there's no perfect place to send our kids. And so as parents, the more we can continue to not just, um, set our kids up to be successful, but to truly actually walk alongside them in that potential success, I think is the best gift that, that we can give them. And also recognizing that, it might not be for everybody. It's going to be for some kids and that's going to be great. And it might not be for others. And that's okay too. Um, we had talked about this last time, but my older two kids are theater kids through and through. They love it. They have loved every second of it. And, um, my youngest is going to be turning old enough to audition this year. And I asked him, I said, Hey buddy, you want audition? And he was like, Nope. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and that's fine too. Black you know? sheep of the family. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. But, and he, he actually said he followed up. It was funny. He he's turning seven in two weeks and um he said maybe when i'm eight he said i think i need to be a little bit older so we'll see if he's eight he has the same response yeah exactly (laughs) a little bit more mature which is actually probably true but uh but no but he you know i think it'll be fun to see how he grows and is different than what my older two are he is different in many ways already but i hope that my husband and i as much as we've been able to be involved and right alongside our kids as they've explored theater both here at sight and sound and in other places um, you know, I want to put that same amount of focus and energy um, with my little guy. If he's if theater isn't his thing and sports are or music is or whatever it ends up being, uh, to be able to just walk alongside him in it. How about you, Brandon? Your your girls gotten involved? Uh, you know, they've not been involved yet, but they are little performers. <laughs> um, they, at least at home. I mean, my girls are very shy. Um, whenever they're around other people, but they love to perform in front of us, which actually, it makes me think about my own childhood. Mm-hmm. I'm naturally a very shy person. Okay. Um, I was very quiet. Um, it, I actually have home videos of me going, the teacher dragging me by my hand as I'm wiping my eye out onto Aww. the stage for our little pageant where we're singing Christmas songs. And, uh, you know, here you That's fast so sad, forward. <laughs> I know. And I was the only one. And then you fast forward all these years later and here I am like on a stage, you know, doing all this in front of 2000 people at performance, um, theater, uh, and I was that way. I was shy up through uh, my early years of middle school, high school, and I got involved in theater. My, my mother like encouraged me to try it out, and it really helped me just open up and learn to use my creativity and uh, build self-confidence, you know? Um, I think it's like Katie said, it's all about knowing your child. You know, when you send your kid to school, you're you're in communication with them. You know what they're learning. You know what's going on there. Or uh, you should. The same. Yeah. Or you, you should. You should. Yeah. You know, <laughs> right. I mean, yeah, exactly. And so the, you know, I think the parent's responsibility is is if they get involved in, in theater um, to be connected. You know, if you can be involved as well, uh, helping out with something, do that. If not, just keep those lines of communication open. Talk to them about what they're experiencing and um, 
Yeah, because there are but, yeah. there are negative influences everywhere, and you're going to find that Absolutely. there right. as you would out on the on the soccer pitch. So that's going to happen. And I love that we're kind of transitioning in our in our thinking from these idea of these potential negative influences or, or experiences, but also kind of talking about some unique struggles that we encounter in parenting. <laughs> I. I completely understand what you're talking about. My very first opportunity to do something public speaking wise, I pretended to be sick that day and uh, I didn't even go to the competition. My wife's first opportunity uh, to do something like that. Uh, she actually ran out of the room mid sentence and got oh. sick. Um, oh, and wow. and oh, no. now, and we're both, and now we're both professional communicators. My wife, um, she, she actually has a business where she is a character rental. So like she goes to little girls' birthday parties and she'll be superheroes or princesses or whatnot. Oh, wow. And, and she sings and all that. And we've all done a ton of stage work and whatnot. Uh, but I think that idea of, two concepts there is one being with your kid is huge. You learn a lot of cool stuff. My wife and my son were both in, uh, it's, it's a wonderful life together. They were able to experience that, but then also the concept that, that you can, you can grow and you can change. And if your child is having a hard time with a certain experience that sometimes theater, uh, can be a really great thing to help them come out of their shell, um, help them to at least learn to articulate some things to overcome some fears so right. I think that's been really cool. I agree with you. Like that, that has been my experience. Um, I often tell people and they just can't believe it that even now, like when I'm on stage, um, I still deal with fear sometimes and, <laughs> mm-hmm. and a little bit of anxiety, uh, even coming in and doing this podcast today. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, you know, it's not easy for me, but, um, but theater, like doing this all these years has helped me to be able to communicate so much better um, than I used to. And I still have a long way to go, but <laughs> uh, has your marriage been affected by that? I mean, do you, could you say that this experience has helped you to communicate better with your wife? I absolutely think so. Yes. That's awesome. Because, you know, theater, uh, we've mentioned already that like actors, you learn to be empathetic. You learn mm-hmm. to identify you know, what the other person is feeling. And, um, you know, it, it, it kind of forces you to have to be able to communicate, mm. uh, you know, and I think with, with a spouse and with children, like communication is key. So I absolutely think that it's helped me in that regard. Yeah. yeah. And even just, you know, um, taking it, taking the opportunity to be involved in theater beyond what is on the stage, there's a ton of opportunity Um, You know, whether it's in community theater or theater at a huge professional scale to be um, backstage doing the technical, doing the creative, doing the scene painting. And there's so much that happens. Um, Mm -hmm. There's something special about theater, no matter what part you get to play, that you all recognize that you're a part of this bigger thing. And Mm -hmm. I think that um, for kids that may you know, be having some trouble finding their way and maybe they're not cut out for the stage, but that doesn't mean there's not a place for them to be able to use the gifts that God put in them for um, a different part of the bigger picture. And I know for me growing up in theater, that was probably one of the things that I recognized early on was that I don't actually want to be on the stage. (laughs) Um, I'm not a theater, like I'm not cut out. Nobody wants me to sing (laughs) and let's all be glad I'm not dancing. Like, you know, but still being able to find my way. Some of my most favorite years were actually working backstage with the crew and the camaraderie that is built when you are in a live 
performance environment and you don't know what's going to happen next and something is bound to go wrong and it's quick on your feet, problem solving in this together, um, you know, relationships, lifelong friendships can be built Mm -hmm. Um, within the theater environment, whether your kids are cut out for the stage or something else, that's okay too. And sometimes, um, maybe even better, you know, depending on what their personalities are and giftings are and everything like that. Well, what you're describing there is in in a way how the body of Christ is supposed to work. We all have our different parts that we play. We all have a different thing, some behind the scenes, some out in front. And if we're not able to roll with each other and cover for each other when that line is dropped, if we're not able to, you know, to work together cohesively and to build those relationships, the body of Christ isn't going to function any better than a stage performance would. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And our, I mean, I've heard Brandon, I'm going to, I'm going to quote Brandon while he's sitting here. Go for it. <laughs> but no, I mean, he, I've heard him say so many times, like the show would not be a show if all it was were the cast members standing on the stage. It's the set pieces. It's the wardrobe team that's putting the costumes uh, where they're supposed to go so the actors can put them on. It's the audio team doing the part that they play um, to make it well. It's the lighting team lighting the actors. You can actually see them when they're standing there. You know, Um, Everybody else is working together to set them up to be as successful as they possibly can be. And um, to your point, it's exactly how the body of Christ is. I think how we should all be functioning. I don't know that we always do a great job of it, but <laughs> hopefully um, it's how we should be functioning. And I think that theater provides an opportunity to um, highlight that more than many other opportunities that uh, kids may have, and honestly, it's even true. adults. <laughs> it's, it's a huge collaborative effort. I mean, it, 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 truly, it's a team. I feel like, um, you know, I, some kids are involved in sports, which is which is great. Um, with theater, not only are you trying to, well, you're not trying to win something, but you're you're creating like something together. And I mean, Katie already said it just it involves so many people. Like for children, like you learn, you learn teamwork. You learn how to work with other people to create something that's larger than just yourself. And I think you know, and what I'm about to share is true in any realm whether, again, it's sports or school or whatever it is. But an interesting uh, experience, a parenting experience we had recently, our kids uh, tried out for a community theater uh, performance of Jack and the Beanstalk, and it was, a, it was a, a children's performance. And so I'm prepping the kids beforehand. I'm reminding them that God is sovereign. He knows what we need. You need to go and you need to do your best. And then you need to trust him that whatever he does is best. And my child who... Uh, went into it very humbly, um, not expecting anything um, exciting or huge to happen. Uh, And then I had another child going in who potentially may have thought a little bit more of themselves and and thinking that, you know, that this, you know, obviously we know what's going to happen here when I audition. Um, They both received the perfect parts for them. And I was able to then parent them through that. My, the, the one had a little bit more of a, going into a little bit more humble, um, ended up getting the lead role of Jack. And it was so great to be able to step him through what that looked like and how he needed to respond to that. And then the other one um, got a much smaller part, but it was beautiful because there was a change and I was able to come alongside and parent and say, okay, now we talked about how God's sovereign. Do you believe that? Because if you believe that, there is no better part for you than what you have right here. And the question is, are you going to do it to the best of your ability or are you going to waste time and, and ruin it for everybody wishing you could have had a different part? 
And I think we need to do that. That's what parenting is. In any area of life, a, a kerfluffle between our two children or whatever it is, we right. need to be actively involved in everything and helping them to interpret life and respond correctly. All right, so that's been a lot of information, a ton for us to digest and to think through. Um, I want to point us all again to sight-sound.com. That's the main hub there. You can see the Branson um, Theater. You can see the uh, Theater in Lancaster. You can see all the different options available. I'm assuming you can even uh, purchase DVDs uh, off that website. And just we want to encourage you guys one more time just to really see what you can do to get your family engaged with this ministry. This will you will not forget this, okay? This is one of the most, I will say probably the premier Christian attraction in the United States where you can go and have a, the highest quality performance, the highest quality overall experience that not only is entertaining, but beyond that delves into scripture in such a way that your family uh, can just be immersed in the truth of God. It is so, so worth it. And I, Katie had an opportunity to kind of put some things out there and invite people and paint some pictures for us to kind of draw us in. But Brandon, um, what would you say for families is really going to be the thing that that they will walk away and just happy that they had the experience with Sight and Sound? I think that experiencing Sight and Sound just gives you a whole new perspective, a whole new appreciation for, for Scripture and for relationship to, to God. Um, you you walk away having like with the experience of having met who in this particular production, who Jesus is, you know, you walk away seeing how a relationship with him affects the people that he comes in contact with. And it just makes it so much more real and tangible than just reading it. Um, which is important. We're just blessed to have the opportunity to share it in a, in a way that, that brings it to people a little a little brighter, a little, a little more a little alive, a little bigger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot bigger, a lot bigger. And uh, praise God. Thank you so, God, thank you so much. Not only for taking the time uh, to really share your passion with us here, but thank you for what you're doing. I'm, I'm, am I assuming correctly that you have a show tonight? We we have two shows. Two shows. Yeah. Two show. Okay, yes. yeah. So you're gonna leave here and you're gonna go and you're gonna take that passion and you're gonna share it with thousands of people uh, tonight. And then just thank you so much for what you do. Um, we will definitely be uh, putting out things on social media and links and whatnot so people can uh, get connected with Sight and Sound. And we pray that as more and more people listen to this episode, uh, that uh, more and more people more people from the body of Christ can just encourage each other and grow and have the opportunity to maybe even meet you guys one day. That would be super cool. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you for Aaron, having thank us. Thank you it's for having really great. If you're new to Truth Love Parent, I'd like to personally invite you to subscribe to the show so you don't miss any new episodes and take some time to peruse the former shows. I know that 300 episodes can seem daunting, but I like to encourage people to start at the beginning and walk through them at your own pace. Come alongside us in our parenting journey and experience this evergreen content as the Lord has grown it over the past three years. And then, whether you listen to this next episode on Friday or when you finally make it to the end of season 11, I hope you'll join us as we discuss spoiling the Egyptians to accomplish God's work. I'll see you then. Truth, Love, Parents is part of the Evermind Ministries family and is dedicated to helping you become an intentional, premeditated parent. Join us next time as we search God's Word for the truth your family needs today.